What? Spit what, man? Man, I don't know where that shit be coming from, dog. For real. I ain't no fucking rapper, man. 16. I don't know Jay. You don't believe me. Who you know that you spit it to he popped the real? Never thought about rap to he cop this deal. I really held down my block for real. All I knew was crack rock and I don't still. I don't box niggas in where they can barely move. Roll with straight thugs, never scary dudes. Keep bodies on them guns, then we share our tools. Deuce who I'm ball for Philly like Larry Hughes. Yes, people, it is Monday, which means it's your raw, uncut chin check, baby. And today we are looking at, well, we're looking back at, right, fun weekend of fights. We had LFA 106, Silvera v Viana. And then on Saturday, it was UFC on ESPN 23, Reyes v Prohaskas. Oh, a lot went down, people. So sit back and let's get it pop-popping. Yo, it was LFA. And what a great way to end the Friday, people. What a great way, man. And, uh, you know, they've got, not got a card for a couple of weeks. But, yo, this, oh, this was a fantastic one to go out on. Six fights in the main card. All of them delivered. All of them delivered. Four of them were finishes. Two KOs, two submissions. I mean, what more can you ask for? So we had Ron Conch. And Joey Benavidez stepping into the booth, right? He, I, mean, I think he's like, yo, Megan's getting way crazy with this gig, man. I, I've got to try it. I've got to try it. You know, so, yeah, I'm sure she took him under her wing, showed him a few things. Was Hey, Joey put on a very good display behind the mic. He really did. So, um... Yeah, let's start off with our decisions here. We um, had a featherweight clash between Edward Ch- Edwin Chavez and Chaden Lahoa. And in this fight, Lahoa, whoo, oh my gosh, right? So Chavez was coming in 4 0. 4 0. Very good performances. Lahoa, he'd, you know, he tried the contender series in 2017. Lost out to John Castaneda. He'd um, fought in Bellator his last fight, 236. Uh, lost a decision in that one to Rowan Potts. But, you know, he, he fought at a very good level. So, we're looking at this fight and it's what's going to happen. And, yo, what happened was, uh, you know, Chaden Lahoa was just on point. Right, he, he was attacking with very good leg kicks, very good leg kicks, pushing the pressure, you know, hit a takedown early and was dropping some very nice elbows. Chavez, he, you know, he was able to get up, trying to get his own takedowns, but Lahoa was fighting them off with those Travis Brown elbows. Oh, yeah. And if you're not defending your head, man, 
you do not want to be eating those elbows. And they worked. They worked. They is, you know what I mean? Chavez had to stop all of those takedown offense. Right? And then Lahoa, he, he was just, man, he, he was landing very good shots. Right? Had good stepping elbows. Man, he was just putting it together. Really putting it together. Now, in the second round, it, it nearly got a little dicey, right? Because the ref called an illegal knee, right? You were looking and being like, well, what the fuck is happening here? Because, you know, you need two hands on the ground. Two hands on the ground, and uh, Chavez only had one. So the, everything was legit, but the ref took a point. Now, Lahoa did not lose concentration, you know what I mean? Wasn't disheartened and went on to win the rest of the round. So you're thinking this is going to be a 9-9. But the ref and commission got together, realised the mistake. And at the end of the second, were like, yo, point reduction rescinded. It is all good. So that was good. And um, in the third round. So Chavez, you know, he needs to finish. And he, he came out, you know what I mean? Came out trying, came out trying, um, yeah, but just not enough. It just wasn't enough. He did get an, a, a, a takedown at the end, but yeah, it's too little, too late. Jaden Lahaya won um, a very good fight, very good fight. Both made the promotional debuts, you know, and listen, Chavez. He tried, he tried So, hey, you know what I mean I don't, This is definitely, you know, not the end for him Right, it wasn't a terrible performance It's just Chayden Lahaya He's got a very high ceiling, it would seem So, I'm looking forward to see both of them in the next fights So, next up was next fight actually it was a catch weight 140 pound fight between Tyler Wilson and Carl Estrada. Now, this seemed a case of Estrada came out so damn hot, so hot, and just put together a very nice lead. A very nice lead, people. You know, it was, um. Yeah, some very good work, right? He was landing a, a very nice calf kick. Very nice calf kick. Leg kicks. Man, they were just all all working very well. Wilson was trying. He got the clinch. Implemented that. Landed some good knees in the clinch. But Estrada, man, he, he was putting together just nice little combinations. You know, had very good movement and just seemed to step ahead. Just seemed to step ahead in this one, you know? It, it was just all working for him. He um he got takedowns. You know, got takedowns. It was just whew, good. Now, second round was a bit better for Wilson. It was a bit better, but Estrada was still working real hard. Um, which was paying off, landing a good left hand, a good solid left, right? Now, Wilson gets a takedown at the end of the round, dropped elbows, and I think that 
helped him come the third. Because come the third round, Wilson is like he'd leveled up. He'd leveled up and he was able to implement more of his game. Able to implement more of his game. Um, managed some big shots towards the end. But Estrada was still there. Hit a very good right hand that spun Wilson around. You know, and they ended with a real good exchange. But Estrada had already, already done way too much. You're already done way too much and walked away with a well-thought decision. Well-thought decision, but again... Looking forward to see both of these fighters in the next outings for LFA. Is it, hey, there's um, a, a lot that these could achieve, for sure. Yo, the way this card opened up. Oh, you knew it was going to be a fun one, right? We had a bantamweight clash between William Elliott. Making his promotional debut against Mando Gutierrez. And this was fire. It was fire. It was just one round. But damn, what a round. So Gutierrez, he came out firing. Came out firing. But Elliot landed a, a crisp right hook. Crisp right hook that put Gutierrez down briefly. Right? Gutierrez, he gets up. He's looking to tie things up. But Elliot gets him on the fence. They both exchange knees. Elliot shrugs Gutierrez off and lands a left that rocks Gutierrez to his core. Oh my god. Right? He, um, he. Um, tosses him to the ground Elliot tosses Gutierrez to the ground And lands oh, Lands some big shots Lands some big shots Takes the back Takes the back like Gutierrez he, he's, he's avoiding the rear naked He's fighting it off right? But Elliot He's like okay fine You know what I'm going to go land some ground and pound then, baby. So that's what he does. Drops some bombs. But Gutierrez is able to survive. They get back up. Right? Get back up. And on separation, Gutierrez lands a very nice left. Elliot gets a takedown, though. He's looking for the back again. But Gutierrez, he gets up. Gets up. And, um... He's pressing the attack. Pressing the attack. Elliot shoots in. Gutierrez grabs a guillotine. Elliot's able to escape. But Gutierrez, he's on top. He's on top. He's dropping shots. Gets into mount. Gets into mount. And Elliot, man, he, he does what he has to do. He turns. Turns, but... Gives up his back. Gives up his back. Gutierrez sinks in a rear naked choke. Rear naked choke. And Elliot. Oh man, he is so close to the end of the fight. But he has to tap. Has to tap. Oh my god. It was a 
crazy, crazy comeback and turnaround from a fight that looked to be Elliot's. Gutierrez comes back with the win with five seconds left. Five seconds left, people. This was bananas. It was bananas and so much fun. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Oh my. And you know, you're thinking, how do we top that? Well, we give you a heavyweight clash. Right, this was Trevor Wallace, the undefeated Trevor Wallace against Bubba Grant. Man, and um, yo, Wallace came out, you know, following from his last fight and looking to do big things, looking to beat things. Wallace, um, Grant landed a leg kick and a jab, but Wallace counters with a right, right. Counters with a big right. Grant, he hits a jab. Wallace, boom. One, two. A stiff jab sends Grant stumbling back. Sends him stumbling back. He is hurt. Wallace follows up with big shots. Hits a head kick. Hits a head kick. You know what I mean? We're like, yo... Grant, though, he's able to regroup. We're able to regroup, and um, he's back to that jab. Back to the jab, and it, it's landing extremely well. Hits a right hand, right? Hits a right. The man, it, it hurts Wilson. Wallace, even. Wilson? Mm. Wallace. Hurts Wallace, right? And Wallace is looking tired. And he really put a lot into trying to end that fight at the start. Right? So, um, Wallace shoots. Shoots, but Grant stuffs it. Spins to the back and just unloads shots. Unloads shots. I mean, Wallace is, he's so tired, so tired, he can't move, and Grant is unloading, the ref has seen enough, calls the fight, calls the fight, right, the way this started, yeah, thought Wallace was gonna continue that unbeaten streak, but Grant had other things in mind, Extremely big win for Bubba Grant, people. Yeah. Oh. So much fun. And then our last two fights. Our last two fights. Oh, they delivered. Co-main event. So we had Toninio Galvano. Right? He he was um coming in to take on the um promotional newcomer. Terence McKinney. It all starts off and Galvano throws a solid body kick. But McKinney, he's coming forward and throws a head kick. Throws a head kick. Now he slips, but the head kick catches the head, the, the top of Galvini's head, right? And um, Galvini goes down. McKinney, he gets up. 
jumps on top and landing solid shots. Solid shots. Galvinio is just, he is stunned. And McWinney, McKinney even, is not giving him space to regroup. The ref, man, ref has seen too much and calls the fight. What a way to make your debut, right? What a way to make your debut, people. And leads us perfectly into a main event, which finishes, features Joshua Silveira, who has had some very good performances in NFA. Very good performances. But coming back after a little time out, is Rafael Viana, who, very solid on the ground, very solid on the ground, black belt, trained with Globatics era. So this toughest challenge so far for Silvera, man, you got to say that. But Silvera comes out with a jab, then a head kick. Very nice combination, right? So um, Val- Viana... Right, he's uh, moving in, moving in to lock up with Silvera, but Silvera gets the takedown. Right, Vieira, he uh, gets up only to be taken down again, and in doing so, Silvera takes the back, takes the back, sinks in that rear naked choke. It's all she wrote. Is all she wrote. Vienna has nothing else to do but tap. Another huge win for Joshua Silvera. And goddamn, gotta say, Silvera looks ready. Looks ready, man. So, um, you know what I mean? Hey, wouldn't surprise me. If we we have someone drop out of fight, Silvera gets the call. But whatever his next fight is, whew, things are looking very good for Joshua Silvera. And that was a great way to end the card. Lead us into um, UFC on ESPN 23 tomorrow night, people. Yo. God damn, right? I mean, what can you say after the way UFC on ESPN 23, Reyes v. Prohakis ended? Whoa. I mean, that was outstanding. What a great fight. It was a great fight to end on, but the card itself, it was funny, right? Because... Well, we ended up with 11 fights, you know what I mean? After um, the Pierce uh, withdrawal because of Corrales missed weight, which, yo, do not blame Pierce. You know, that took us to 11 fights. But still, and we still had fun-ass fights. Now, the weird thing, only two finishes. Only two finishes, but yo, some hell of a fight, right? We had a draw, you know what I mean? We had a draw, 
And we also had two split decisions. So, oh, and a disqualification. There was there was controversy on the card. There was definitely some controversy on the card, but god damn was it fun. Oh my days, it was fun. And so oh where to start, people? Where to start? So yeah, we had a couple of split decisions. Um, now, the first being the ladies' flyweight bout between Pollyanna Botello and Luna Carolina. So, this was a fun fight, right? And there was a a lot to play for coming into this one, you know? I, I, I kind of felt that um, Carolina... You know, she was coming in off of a loss. So she wanted to right that ship. You know what I mean? Because, oh, and especially that last fight for her finished quick. She got caught in that knee. It was a killer knee bar. You know what I mean? It was definitely a killer knee bar. And um, Botticello, she was also coming in off of a loss to Gillian Roberton. So, you know, both wanted to, you know, I mean, show what they're made of, right? And Botticello, she started off real strong. She was pushing forward. She was landing the jab well. She was kicking the legs, right? Body kicks, just getting it all. She got a, a nice body lock takedown in the round. How Carolina, she was fainting a lot. Um, she was showing a lot, but just not pulling the trigger. So after that first round, you could definitely say Botticello won it, and um, it might not be a good night for Carolina. But Carolina definitely, man, it, it must have been a very good talk in the corner, but she came back in that second. Hearing she um was landing some you know good jabs right putting things together she had a nice one two that was working very well body kick was working right um now Botticello she was still trying her thing as well landing that jab but Carolina you know hit a head kick man Botticello she. You know, was trying to get that clinch up against the fence. And then from that, a takedown. But Carolina was... She was able to reverse a lot of those situations. So she did let herself get pushed on the fence a lot. But she either reversed it there. Or when it was getting to the point where she was getting taken down... That's when she'd pull a reversal, end up on top, which, oh, definitely worked well for her. So, yeah, the first time she reversed, then she, you know, she's got Botticello's neck, right, trying to slip in a choke. Now, she wasn't able to get it, but, man, she was getting off shot. She did well. Then in the third round, again, um, Botticello came out, you know, she's... Pushing the jab, lands a good right, goes for the takedown, but Carolina reverses it. She's on top, 
And she's trying to take Botticello's back. Right? Botticello goes to stand. You think she's going to shake Carolina off, but she, Carolina readjusts. And, um, yo, she doesn't finish with a rear naked, but she lands shot. She finishes in a dominant position. It was a very good performance. It's very good. And after the fight, you could see how elated she was. So damn happy. And you can't blame her, right? And I didn't think it was a split. I thought Carolina took those last two rounds. Now, Botticello, she she did stuff in those two rounds, but Carolina had the... um, she had the brunt of all of the action that was taking place. So I thought it was a fair shot that she got the win, you know? So our other split decision was... um, It was actually the, the next fight, right? Which was a featherweight clash between Kai Karamaka and TJ Brown. So this fight was a war. These two really just, man, they left it all in the octagon. They really did. It it was back and forth. It was so much fun. So much fun. Um, I it it was close. It was close. I will say that. And um, you know, Brown he came out pushing. Pushing the action, shoving that jab out. Kamaka, he lands a big right. Lands a big right, but Brown, you know, he's jabbing, leg kicks, hits a nice left. It's very back and forth. Right, uh, uh, one point, Brown, oh man, he um, slips a shot and then comes back with a lovely left counter. Ah, it was some very nice movement, right? So that that was the round. It was a lot of back and forth. It really was, you know. Um, second round, second round was very interesting because I think in this round, Brown hurts Kamaka. Hurts Kamaka with a couple of really big right hands. You know, Kamaka did come back and landed a right on Brown that put Brown down. Right? He followed him to the ground, but then Brown, it looked like he nearly had Kamaka with a Kimura. You know what I mean? So that was crazy. Right? And the the round ended with uh, Brown getting a takedown. So, out of all that action, because, again, as I said, look, it's back and forth. They both hurt each other. But then Brown nearly got a submission. So, I kind of was like, ooh, I think, I think Brown gets that round. You know what I, mean? I I think he gets that round. And he also had the takedown. So 
yeah, he might have had it with the with the bigger moments, right? And then in the third round, James Krause, what a corner guy, right? He he had words with TJ, and TJ came out, right? He came out, and he he was landing the shots, right? Krause said, "Look, do this," and that's what he did. Did that stuff. Um, he went for a takedown. Kamaka was able to reverse it. Couldn't hold Brown though. All right, so he gets up. Kamaka gets a second. Brown's up straight away though. So it's hard to know if they're counted or um, or if they're uh, you know what I mean not right. Because I think there's a new rule when it comes to takedowns and yeah. You know, if you did anything with it kind of thing, you know what I mean? So, you have that, right? But, Brown landed big shots. He landed some really big shots. So, it is a tricky one. It is a tricky one. It was a close, close fight. I thought Brown took it... Just, like by a razor, and I'd say he might have had the big, slightly the bigger moments, right? Slightly the bigger moments, but it was close, and it was fun as hell. So, hey, we won. You know what I mean? Out of anything, we won because that it was a fun frigging fight to watch. People, it really was. The last fight of the prelims. It was a strawweight clash between Randa Marcos and Luna Pinheiro. Uh, so Pinheiro, she's coming off of the Contender Series. Um, Marcos, you know, she came from the Ultimate Fighter, right? But you kind of figured with this fight, Marcos, she needed to win it, right? Because, you know, she's just been on a bit of a, oh, a bit of a skid. Now, she's fought very tough opponents, but, you know what I mean, could she survive in the organisation with one more loss? So, you know, she um, she's going to bring it this fight, right? Going to bring it. And Pinero, she wants to make a great, yo, debut. And Marcus, she came out. Man, she came out with a flurry, a flurry of hands, right? But, Pinero, she did the smart thing. Boom, change levels, lands a lovely takedown, right? Now, Marcos, she, very good, she gets up, right? Pinero takes her down, Marcos is up, rinse and repeat. But, Marcos, she's not going to lie there and just take it. She gets up, which is good, because in some fights, she has... For oh, I rely on my jujitsu, and she doesn't get up and she loses. So this you could see straight away. She really wants this win, and um, yeah. So when they're on the feet, you know she's landing some nice shots. Pinero does buckle her with a leg kick, buckles her with a leg kick, but. Marcos is able to get back a balance. She comes back, lands some very good shots, buckles Pinero 
with her right hand. Alright, so it's just like, oh, this is heating up, people. Man. Um, Panero hit a big shot. She then gets a takedown. Alright, so they're on the ground. And Pinero, you know, she's trying to get good position. Marcos is looking to get up. So she she kind of kicks Pinero off her. And as she's scrambling, she up kicks. But Pinero had her knees on the ground. Had her, well... I think both knees were on the ground, or, like, she had one hand on the ground, something, I forget, right, but she was grounded, so, uh, yeah, man, right, Pinero, it was a weird, because at first, it looks like Pinero is fine, and then goes back, right, so you're like, hold on a second, is she? Huh? No. She wouldn't be milking this, would she? Because I think, although Marcus, you know what I mean? She's definitely putting on a good showing. Pinero has definitely got the edge in the fight. So it would seem weird for Pinero to fake an injury or anything like that. You look at it from a different angle, though, and, yeah, you, you see. Pinero is her. Legitimately, it, it is, she doesn't actually, you know what I mean, brace herself. Like, she just falls back, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's not good. And um, she can't do... I forget what happened. Because I don't know if she was like, I can't... Or if just the doctor was just like, no, this ain't happening. But I, I think it was a good call, right? She she wasn't going to be fighting after that. It, oh, it was so unfortunate. Because you could see Marcus did not mean to land that kick. It wasn't an intentional. It's because you see it all the time. Someone goes down and trying to get up. And you're kicking the person off of you. To give yourself space to get up. Right? Everyone does it. And she just happened to land that kick. In Pinero's face. You're mad unfortunate. And it ends. With a discord. I thought it would end on with a no contest. Because you could see it was unintentional. But no. It was a disqualification. Which uh, does seem rather harsh. Does seem rather harsh, and you gotta wonder what does this mean for Marcos, because this could be it, which would be such a shame, man, such a shame to go out like that. Oi, it's tough, but I don't know. We will see what happens. Each about of the night. Oh man, this fight had. Heat on it, so much heat on it, right? Ion Kutalabra, Dustin Jacoby, you know what I mean? Like, after those weigh-ins, you just thought, oh my gosh, this is just gonna be brutal. It's gonna be brutal. And, um, kind of was, 
right? It kind of was. So, light heavyweight. And I think you have to remember, Jacoby took this on... I mean, it's short notice. I'm not sure if it was a week or maybe two weeks. But, yeah, he was replacing an injured Devon Clark. Right? So, he comes in and... Man, after yeah, after what happened at the weigh-ins, he was just like, he will not beat me. And Kutalapa wanted to be like, um, I think I will. And he came out swinging. Oh my gosh, Kutalapa came out really putting it down. Leg kicks, the jab. All of that. Jumping hook. He was... Man, he was giving us everything. Everything. Now, Jacoby, he was landing some good leg kicks. His leg kicks were... Yeah, they were effective. You know? But, crazy thing is, Kutalabra... He he shoots. Shoots and gets a takedown. Which... I don't really thought anyone was really expecting him to go for a takedown, but he did. Now, Jacoby gets up, but Kutalaba takes him down again, right? And every time Jacoby gets up, Kutalaba takes him down. That's how it went, right? And um, Kutalaba was just turning it on. Yo, he was landing elbows, right? Because, yo, he'd take Jacoby down. Jacoby would scoot over to the fence, use the fence to get up. But on the fence, Kutalabra started to just land these elbows, vicious elbows to the side of the head, right? And um, he kind of got on top of him and... Kutalaba is landing ground and pound. It's landing ground and pound. And the ref on a few occasions was just like, you're dusting. You gotta move. Right? I've gotta see a change of position here. Otherwise, I'm stopping the fight. And the ref said that. Oish. I don't know, two, three times? Two, three times. Which was like, oh, fuck. Also, Kobe got called for holding the fence a couple of times. So you were just like, is he going to stop the fight? Is he going to take a point? What the fuck? But yeah, he, oh man, Kutalaba was just pouring on the pain. It was brutal. It was really fucking brutal. So... At the very end, Jacoby, he's finally able to stand and get off some shots. But, yo, Kutalabra won that round. And the big question is, did he win the round 10-8 or was it just a 10-9? Right? That was the big thing from that. Because if it's 10-8, oh... Here, Jacoby needs to win the next two just for a draw, you know? Uh, so, yeah, second round, Jacoby, he's landing more, 
right? And you're looking, you're thinking, oh, I think Cutelabra has slowed slightly, but Cutelabra is still landing shots, still landing shots, gets a takedown, right? Kobe is able to get up, right? Able to get up, luckily for him, hitting some leg kicks, um, tries to take Jacoby down a few more times, but I think you see Kutalaba doesn't have the same pop like he did, right? Because a lot of those takedowns, it was that quick snap, fast twitch energy, and Kutalaba doesn't seem to have that right now, but he is still, still putting it on Jacoby. But Jacoby, he's, he's now getting off his own shots. He's hitting a lovely uppercut. The uppercut just isn't missing, right? So he's doing a good job with that. Um, leg kicks are still working very well for Jacoby. And he's putting in a push kick. But it's close, so close. Third round, Jacoby, leg kicks, Kutalaba landing that jab. Jacoby, body kick. Oh, man, they, they land a heavy exchange just in front of each other, letting it go. Then it's back into space a bit. Jacoby, a body kick, Kutalaba lands a left. It's... It's so close, it's back and forth. You don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Kutalabra is hitting a nice step-in elbow. Oh, man, and Jacoby gets a takedown just at the end of the round. And you're looking at it like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. I don't know how to call that. Like, what, what just took place, people? What just took place? Oh my gosh, it was so, so fun. And, um, yeah, it ended in a draw. Ended in a draw, right? So, one, um, one ref gave it 29-28 Kobe. And he gave that first round... 10-9 to Kutalabra, right, and then Jacoby the next two, another judge gave it 29-28 to Kutalabra, giving Kutalabra the first round 10-9, the second round 10-9, and the third 10-9 to Jacoby, and the next judge gave it 28-28, Right, so the first round, 10-8 to Kutalabra, and the next two, 10-9 to Jacoby. So, ends in a draw. Ends in a draw, and you're like, I, I kind of get it, man. I kind of get it. And it was so close, I don't know who, right? I mean, you might have gone with Kutalabra for the amount of damage he was doing. And even, even when tired, Kutalabra was still landing huge shots. So, 
You know what I mean? But I, I feel a draw was probably... Probably the best decision. The fairest decision. Even though... You know, after putting so much into stuff... You know what I mean? You know that someone wants to at least walk away with a win. But, yeah. For, for the effort and everything... A draw does seem fitting, and I don't know. I I, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing that fight again, but I think we definitely saw in this one. Kutalaba has done work on his cardio because in previous fights he would have been done after that first round, you know, and he was still throwing with mad conviction in the third. So definitely props. To Kubalaba for fixing that cardio issue. But this was. Oh man. This was a crazy fight. So the first fight of the night. Was a straight up war. This was a featherweight clash. Between Luke Sanders. And Felipe Corrales. Oh man. I mean. What a fantastic way. To. Uh. Start the fight card, man. I have to say, right? And um, it was a big one, right? Because Corrales, he was coming in off a um a loss in his sole fight of 2020 in uh, January. He lost to uh, Montel Jackson. Um, Sanders was also coming in off a loss. Uh, he fought later in the year, and he uh, lost to Nate Maynes, right? So, yo, both had a lot to prove. And, um, yo, Sanders came out super hot. Super hot, people. Man, now they were both pressing the action. Yo, Corrales, you know, he, he, he came forward straight out the gate. Um, you know, he just missed with a head kick, like Saunders, he was, uh, he was landing his left hand extremely well, extremely well, right, and he put Corrales down with that same left hand, right, continued to pressure, um, getting Corrales down again, Right, and Saunders just wasn't letting up. He was on him, dropping elbows, just every single thing he was throwing at Corrales. Now Corrales did did manage to get up towards the end, but Saunders bum putting together like just hurtful combinations, you know. Towards the end of the round, Corrales started to land a little bit more. But um, that was definitely Saunders' round. So, second round, though. Corrales, he, he's coming out. He's up. It's a body kick, leg kick. Hey, Saunders is like, hey, anything you can do, I can do too. And he hits the same, the same combination, right? They're just... They're Throwing Corrales, uh, he lands a nice right. Man, 
Saunders gets a takedown, but Corrales is up straight away. And Corrales, he gets a huge, huge slam take. Just picks up Saunders, carries him over to his corner, and slams him down. Slams him down. You're like, yo. He's on the back. Flatten Saunders out and he is raining shots. Raining shots. And you gotta think, if we weren't at the end of the round, because the buzzer saved Saunders. If we if this was mid-round, or even if you had 20 seconds left, I think the fight would have been stopped at that moment because Saunders did not look like he could get out of that situation. But we're into the third round. Into the third, Corrales comes out, body kick. He's letting those hands go. Saunders, he hits a uppercut, but Corrales is really, really upping the pace. And Saunders, whew, Saunders looks tired. He gets a trip takedown, but Corrales is up. He's up. And he's letting shots go. He's letting shots go, man. Saunders tries for another takedown. Corrales reverses it. And he's just dropping shots. Dropping shots on Saunders. So, um, yeah. It was a fun fight to get things going. Now, one judge gives it 29-28 to Saunders. But everyone else is 20. No, actually, no. It's my bad. Everyone gave it 29-28 to Corrales. Yeah. I Everyone gave the first round to Saunders. But just 10-9. No 10-8s. And then just the rest of it, Corrales. And i got to say, I feel that was fair. Because... I think um I think Saunders tired himself out a little bit in that first round. You know, he really, really emptied the gas tank trying to get the finish. Now he was still landing shots, you know, in that second and third, but you could see that Corrales had the edge. And um yeah, big win for um Felipe Carlos for sure. There were four fights, people, that were just dominant displays. You know what I mean? They were, they were kind of masterclasses for, um, you know, one particular fighter. So, let's start off with uh, the first of these. So, it was the second fight on the card. The middleweight clash between KB Buller and Andreas Michalaitis. Alright, so with this fight, I mean, Michaelidis was sharp. He was so sharp. Just landing that solid jab. Always throwing that jab out. And no singles, right? He, he, he was throwing the jab and the overhand behind it. One, two, one, two. Bum, 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 bum. Just landing those shots. You know what I mean? And they were always connecting. Always connecting. Always doing work. I think the big thing here with this fight. 
Mikolaidis always looked like he wanted to win. Always was hungry, pushing the pace. And Buller, when you look at both fighters, technically, Buller looked more technical, right? Mikolaidis was coming with just rage and aggression. And you could say, you know, some of those shots were reckless, right? He was winging shots. But Buller just wasn't throwing, right? It was the crazy, the first round, Mikolaidis really took it to Buller, really put it on. And there were moments when you thought a real just, you mean, straight, Unstopped onslaught could end this fight But Buller was, uh, you know, he's able to get himself out of some of the bad situations But he wasn't coming back with anything, you know So his corner spoke to him And in the second round on, he started doing a little bit more Right, he was throwing out the leg kick, the front kick. Like he was doing that Benson Henderson thing, that push kick to the um shit. I'd I'd say the ankle, but it's not quite the ankle. You know what I mean? That region, that region kind of below above the knee. He was hitting that a lot. He was so he was doing those, which effective. But the way Buller was doing it, he didn't put any steam to any of those shots. Even the jab, there was no real steam to it. So yes, he was connecting, but nothing was making Mikolaidis go, Oh, okay, I better, I better not push forward as much. I better calm down what I'm doing. Because Buller wasn't making him. He wasn't holding him accountable for um, anything that he was putting out there. So Mikolaidis, he just continued doing what he was doing, which was putting a stamp on the fight. He was telling the judges, this is me. This is me. You know, where Buller, even to the end, the third round, where everyone, everyone could see, he is down. He needs to finish. He wasn't fighting like he needed to finish. Wasn't fighting like he needed to finish, which was, it was bizarre. It was very bizarre. Yeah, kind of thought at the very end, he knew he had not won that fight. And then he threw his hands up, <laughs> which was just infuriating. It was just like, come on, man, you know, you know what the fuck just went down there, right? So if he gets another opportunity inside the octagon, I'm hoping that he takes a lot from this and we get a better Better because he's training. He's in TriStar. He's training with some of the killers. He's doing that, but it it was just not the performance you want to see. All right, so maybe he needs to speak to a sports psychiatrist. I don't know. I have no clue. Right, I have no clue. You and you can't. Hey, the fact he gets in there, mad props, mad props for that. But. 
I don't think on Sunday he's going to be looking and going, yeah, I'm satisfied with my performance, you know? But definitely, Michaelidis, he he definitely washed away that first showing in the octagon. He he did that, man. He he won this decisively. Decisively. And we then go to the next fight, right? Which was the straw weight clash between Sam Hughes and Loma Look Bome. Every time we see Loma fight, man, we just see improvements every single time, right? Which is so impressive, like, uh, you know, a young lady that came out of Mai Tai and kickboxing, right? you're not taking people down, <laughs> so the fact that she's been able to incorporate those things so well into her game, yo, it, it is so impressive, right, and when you look at this fight, there's, you know, she fought a, a, a lot of atom weight, and you can see she she was so much smaller than Hughes, so much smaller than Hughes. But her ringmanship, whoo! Oh my gosh, the way she controlled the octagon was superb, right? She she didn't allow Hughes to dominate her. You know she used the clinch very well. Used clinch great, right? She. And she she was using the jab, you know, using a jab, using her footwork. The front kick was just working like a dream for her. And the way she turned a takedown attempt around, oh my gosh, that was working for her over and over again. Just Hughes tried, she turned it, ended up on top. Or she hit her own trip takedown. Or used Hughes' body momentum to get that body lock or, um, you know what I mean, neck, that neck one. Yeah, I forget what that one's called. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you, but you, you know what I mean, that one, right? And and she, oh man, she she was doing it so well. It is extremely impressive. Now, the thing is, you gotta feel bad for Hughes, right? Because after that first fight against Tisha, which that's a tough, tough debut to go up against a vet like Tisha Torres, the tiny tornado, who has been in there with everyone. To, to try that as your first fight, I mean, that's why it was no real, like, you couldn't feel any way of her not coming out for that second round, right, it, it just was a thing, so to come, you know, she, she came back for this fight, and she looked so much better, right, so much better in this one, it's just, man, look, Boomy just had just too much. Just had too much. Now, Hughes did a lot better in that third round of um, stuffing the takedown, right? Making it so she couldn't get reversed. She did a great job of that, but it, it was just wasn't enough. 
just wasn't enough. And even in that foot round, Luke Bume was still landing very well. Still landing very well and just made it that, yo, without question, she was getting that fight, right? And she did. And she did. So hats off to Luke Bume. Probably... Probably her best performance so far Best performance so far And she's she's had some good performances man. She re- really has Right, because the one against You know, Jinya Fei was Oh, that was great but This is probably her best Probably her best So yeah, hats off To Loma Boomy So, um our, Let's go Right, right Next, we'll, we'll go with um, the middleweight clash between Sean Strickland and Christoph Jocko, right? I, I think we'll go with that and we'll, we'll end with the machine, right? But, whew, this fight, oh my, right? You just you just look at this fight and it was Strickland uh, so disciplined, so disciplined with he you know just the way he was putting everything together just working behind that solid jab that solid jab you know just landed it without question over and over again and Jocko Jocko was trying he was trying but I think the big problem for Jocko was every time he tried a telegraph move, a spin move, telegraphed the fuck out of that. Right? So Strickland knew what was coming. And like Jocko, there was just not enough behind any of his shots. Right? He landed some good shots. But he he, he just wasn't sitting down on anything. Right? He he wasn't throwing anything. To make Strickland go, ooh, I better be careful of that one. You know, where Strickland, he was chopping those legs. Oh man, he was chopping that. I think if he had continued with the leg kicks, it, it would have got to a point where um Jocko just couldn't stand. But he kind of laid off them for a bit, which you know, gave um, John Cody the ability to survive. But, yeah, Shurkland, he was chopping away at the legs. He was landing with the one-twos over and over again. Kept it simple. Kept a tight defense and just, just put on a dominant display. Now, yeah, he, his mistakes, I would say, he... Um, he, he didn't just continue with the leg kicks. And, like, his coach said, don't follow, right? And you saw him in that second round cutting off the cage. But then in the third, he, he went back to following, right? So if he could, and I think if he could just cut off Jocko, and if he just pinned him down, I think he probably could have got a finish in the fight. But... It was a dominant display. It was a very good display. And I, I think it just makes the division pay attention. Because Strickland is... I mean, he's now 23 and 3. Right? 
23 and three. That's a fucking great record when you look at the people he's fought. Right? He's fought some top level people. So, hey, that's a good record. And if he just continues the way he's been going, he's going to be fighting in that top 10. He's going to be fighting. And that could happen sooner rather than later with the way, you know, fights just drop out. He could step in and, and fight a Uriah Hall. You know, he could have one of those fights. And you wouldn't look at that, say, him against Uriah Hall. You wouldn't look at that as a foregone conclusion, a foregone con. You're not saying he's going to get walked over, right? So, yeah, Sean Strickland is, he, he, he's slowly rising up in that heavy division. And, um, yeah, we're going to see Sean Strickland in some top-level fights real, real soon. So, we will end with um, fight the bantamweight fight that happened before that one, actually. Yeah, Marab Dallasvili against Cody Stamen. Now, it was interesting, right? Because before this fight, and it seemed very odd. It seemed like, oh, uh, what's that about? But Stamen was just like, I'm going to smash his face. I'm going to fuck him up. Which you just thought, oh, that seems out of character for Stamen. Because, yes, this, this was the third time this fight was put together, but they both did get ill, right, it wasn't just one person pulling out over and over again, they both got ill, right, it was just, you know, the way shit is, it was no one's fault, so yeah, it did seem like a bit of odd heat from Stamen, but woof, he was not able to, uh, you know, Implement that game plan because Marab was Marab was Marab. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just watch this fight and it's just like, how the fuck does this dude do it? His gas tank is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You look at the pace of this fight and it was crazy. It was crazy. And, uh, you know, Cody, he, he was definitely, you know, flagging a little in the third, which, hey, there is really no shade at that because, hey, that was a fast-paced fight. And, you know, when you say he was flagging a little in the third, it, it's not like he was holding his hips and blowing. No, he was just, he was a step behind Marab, which, hey, in any other fight, that's fine, right, the pace he went in that third round, he'd be on top in most other fights, but when you're going up against the Energizer Bunny, you know what I mean, it's not gonna cut it, right, now, the way Marab was putting it together, his hands have not looked as good as they looked, right, he, he was just really just putting everything together in this fight, even her statement a few times, which we haven't really seen Marab be able to do, you know, so you're going, oh shit, are, are, are we going to get to a point where he's going to be able to finish people, 
Yeah, because add that to Marab's arsenal and he's going to be so dangerous. But you, you had that lovely, you know what I mean, one-two duck-under uppercut combo that he was throwing over and over again and just landing, right? Mixing in the takedowns, getting the... I mean, he took down Cody more times than he's ever been taken down, which is crazy, crazy. You know, which, uh, you do think he has to talk to those people in his gym who were telling him, oh, yeah, Marab's wrestling isn't very good. <laughs> you, you, you outclass him when it comes to the wrestling. I mean, like, yo, those people in that gym that told him that, they were not right. They were not right because Marab, man, he looked good in every single area, which is saying something because... This isn't to say that Cody looked bad. Stamen looked good, right? This was not an off-his-game Cody Stamen that Marab fought. Cody Stamen came in looking to win this fight. And it's just Marab. Marab was just a step ahead. He, he was a step ahead pace-wise, Hands-wise, wrestling-wise, he was just on point, right? Mad props to Marab Dalishvili, and boy, boy, we are gonna see him in um a you know in a top fight real soon, real soon, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean the division is kind of tied up, but. You know, he, he said, look, maybe a dominant crew. That would be a great fight. I don't see that fight happening. But that's a decent fight. You know, I, I think we could see um, Marab against uh, Cheeto Vera. Right? You know? I think that fight would be a fun fight. Right? So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward. But Marab... Has definitely put a stamp on it. He has put a call out to the rest of the bantamweight division, and he's saying, "Motherfuckers, I'm in this shit." And I don't think a lot of people are necessarily gonna want that fight. But yeah, these were very good performances, people. It does seem kind of fitting that the two finishes of the night. Came in our last two fights, right? Now, when you looked at this card, they, they definitely seemed fitting matchups. Fitting two matchups that should be ending the card. So, our, our co main event, Cub Swanson against Giga Kadezi in a featherweight clash, right? So, um, yeah, Giga was a you know short notice replacement, um. For uh, Gavin Tucker Which yo that That would have been a solid fight Right but uh, you know Giga stepping in and you're like Ooh Nice Because you know it, it might have been a, a Late replacement but Giga had been looking For a fight so he, He'd he been training You know what I mean we, were, we knew we weren't gonna get A sloppy Giga Kadezi For this one and you knew he had the range. So, could Cub 
get inside? That was the question. Could Cub get inside and implement his game? So when this started off, right, Giga, he started with kicks, right? Leg kicks, body kicks, you know, mixing it up like he does, which, you know, you, you figured that's what was going to happen. And Giga did it very well. And Cub, he, he was working to get inside. He hit his own kick. You know what I mean? Putting out jabs. But, oh my God. When it landed, you were just like, oof. Giga just sent that body kick. Oh, you, you heard the noise it made. And just instantly... Instantly, you saw on Cub's face that, oh no, that, that was not good, right? And especially after seeing, you know, the last week, right, the build-up to UFC 261 with um, Jessica Andrade, and they were showing how she hit uh, Caitlin Kajajian, you know, and, and that same thing happened to Kajajian, Right, so you just come off the back of watching those highlights. So you knew, you knew Cub was in serious trouble, serious trouble. And it, it's like he's holding his side, he's just backing up, and then he just kind of crumpled. And you just like, oh, it's done, it's done, right? Because, uh, like, yeah, that just fucks you up. Right, you can't do anything once you've been hit in that kidney, man. So, like, the referee could have just called it, could have, like, yeah, Giga didn't need to land those last few shots. I mean, he did need to because the ref wasn't going to call it, but you know, he didn't really need to. The referee could have just called it, and that, you know, that's not to be like, ah, the ref was a dick. Like, there's Herzog, he's, Herzog's a good referee, right? And you could see, he wanted to give Cub, you know, the opportunity. But, yeah, Cub was not getting up from that body kick. So that was a huge, huge win for Cadese. And um, you got to think, right? Now, he's not getting Max Holloway, right? Max is going to wait for the winner of... Um, Volkanovski Ortega, right? That I think that's a given. Max is waiting for the winner of that. But Calvin Cader, that's not a bad call. I think Cader's got a fight. I've got a feeling. But um, if he doesn't, that's that's a decent fight, right? Or then who he mentioned in the um the post-fight conference, right? Uh, Yaya Rodriguez, yo. That's a good fight. That's a fight you'd really want to see. Ravis Yaya's got... He's got the kicks. That's his base. So, you know, in Giga against Rodriguez, who's, who's got the better kicks? That'd be phenomenal. Man, That that is a fight that could headline a card for sure. For sh- put that on a fight night or um, an ABC card. Yeah, <laughs> that that's gonna get people tuning in, for real. That definitely will. So yeah, I would love that. And then we go to the main event, the main event, 
Alright, Dominic Cruz. No, Dominic Reyes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, yeah, Dominic Cruz fighting at light heavyweight. Now, you, you know he's always trying to challenge Bisping, but that... That's a that's a weight class jump that yeah you wouldn't recommend. <laughs> but we got Dominic Reyes right coming off back to back losses, back to back losses which you know what I mean first John Jones John Jones is the goat so that you know he he tried and he just came up short and I yeah I thought Jones won that fight so but you know. Reyes fought a very good fight, very good fight, now, the, um, Blakovich fight, right, listen, we, we, you, we've known Yan is a, <laughs> Yan's a fucking legit motherfucker, right, that goes without question, you know, so, there is that, and he's talked about that fight, saying he was looking for the knockout, he tried too hard, I think, what really happened with that fight? Because so many people were saying he won that Jones fight. That it was like, well, if I beat Jones, everyone's telling me I beat Jones, right? That means I'm as untouchable as Jones. Like, no one can come close to me. So I think he just played into that hype, right? He, he just, you know, drank that Kool-Aid. So he wasn't expecting Yan to be able to, you know, come close to him. And Yan came close. Oh, he came close. Woo! Oh, my gosh. But we were told this is a revitalized Reyes. And you, listen, before those two losses, he's running through everyone. So it's not like you looked at it and gone, ah, no, he's done. He is done. But he's going up against Yuri Prokoka, Pro, mm, Yuri Prohaskas, right? Who had just been on such a killing run. Now, yes, a lot of that was in Ryzen, but he'd been fighting legitimate talent out there. You know, he's fought tested talent and stopping them. You know, he'd been stopping everyone, right? He put to, he put away Volcanir. So this was so interesting, so interesting coming in. And to damn, we got such a fun fight, right? You look at them, right? For Haskas, he looks crazy with the hair up and all of that. You kind of think... Hey, what is this joker, man? What's this joker? But Reyes does look a little like a serial killer. So, you know what I mean? Like, neither. You're not fucking with any of these motherfuckers, right? Both. Hey, both are definitely a challenge. And, man, they showed it, right? So, Reyes, Reyes looked good. Reyes came out looking focused, I mean, he for sure came out looking froze, landed the heavy body kick. But Procastus, yo, Yuri Procastus is, he's a different animal, man. His movement was great. 
He showed very good movement. And um, like he said, right, like he said in the post-fight conference, he had been working on the defense. You, He was blocking a lot of the shots that were coming through. Now, he ate shots for sure, but he did block a lot. And he, there was moments where he, his head movement was very good. Like, he avoided a lot of the big shots that Reyes was throwing at him. Now, he did eat some, right? He did eat some, but you didn't think it. You didn't think so, because he didn't show any effect. He walked through those shots, right? These are shots that put out a lot of people. Curtis Millinder, like Chris Weidman, you know what I mean? OSP, he was stopping these people. And Prohaskas, meh, he was just like, meh, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, he just walked through these shots. And you're just like, oh my God, <laughs> this is insane. This isn't, we had... Two rounds of madness. Two rounds of straight madness, man. It was so impressive. Like, Pegasus was landing these huge shots. Huge shots that were hurting Reyes. From the giddy, he was hurting Reyes, man. And you're just like, yo, what are we seeing? Now, give it to Reyes. Reyes held it up, Reyes held it up for sure, especially in that first round, right, but we get into the second round, and Reyes had been eating, so you saw the damage on Reyes's face, oh my god, he was blooded up, Reyes was hurting, but he hurt Procastus in that third round, that second round even, he hurt him, right, but Procastus, he, he, he had enough within him to tie up Reyes, tied him up, tied him up, and he came, like, he came back real quick, real quick, and the way he finished that fight, yo, the way he finished that fight, so, that first elbow, that first right elbow that he threw, it wasn't a perfect elbow, but it kind of glanced. It it wasn't a full-on shot. But he then reversed with that back elbow. Oi. That was so nut Because you just saw the way that elbow connected. The way that elbow connected was flush. That was so flush. And then the way Reyes just crumpled. I think that was like um, Yaya Rodriguez. That was like the elbow Yaya Rodriguez landed on the Korean zombie. Do you know what I mean? Because the way zombie just melted. Right? Is exactly the way Reyes melted from that elbow, and listen, when I say melted, anyone was going down off that elbow, right, that was just one of, it was like the way Usman touched Mastodal, right, anyone's going down from that shot, <laughs> you're not looking at it and going, yeah, oh, well, if he had done this, he'd have been, no, anyone was going down, 
that was straight nasty. Violence encapsulated. What a fantastic showing. And hey, if what we hear is true, I'm down with, you know, Prohaska's fighting the winner of, uh, you know, Blakovich Texera. You know what I mean? I'm down for that fight. And hey, you gotta you gotta give him a good chance against Diva. Like it's not a foregone conclusion, but hey, it, it it's not without question that in his next fight, Yuri Prohaskas could be the light heavyweight champion. <laughs> now, I, I do like what he says Because, the, you know, he's just like Oh, would you take another fight? Or are you happy to wait? He's like, yeah, he's happy to wait Because he definitely needs to um, Work a little bit more on the defense <laughs> Like he does not want to take Any of those Polish hammers <laughs> You know what I mean? Definitely does not want to take Any of those If he can, you know, avoid it But yeah, that was an outstanding Outstanding fight and an outstanding ending to um hey what turned out to be a fun card. You know, I mean only two finishes, but yo, some just very good fights, people. Some very good fights, you know. Okay, people, so we have reached the end of another episode, but before we go, right? So Man, after a great lot of events at, uh, you know, UFC on ESPN 23, okay, performance of the night, Chiga Kadezi for that giga kick on Cub Swanson, no doubt. Yuri Pahaskas also gets it for that elbow from hell that buried Reyes, and, hey, it was a good night for Yuri because Reyes v. Prohaskas gets fight of the night. Yo, I mean, that was one hell of a fight. So I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at it, people. So there was that. Now, we got a little bit of news, right? So as um, we mentioned the other day, Costello Van Stens is out of his fight with Lorenz Larkin at Bellator 258 this Friday the 7th of May but all is good because Rafael Calvalo is stepping in on short notice to face Larkin so there is that now we know Israel Adesanya is defending his belt against Marvin Vittori at UFC 263 But we now have a venue So that's gonna be open to the public It's taking place in Arizona The Gila River Arena in Gr- Glensdale So people, there is that And this 10th of July card UFC 264 Woo! 
It's a killer card, people. And, um, hey, we know Sean O'Malley, he always wanted a fight on a Conor McGregor card. And he gets his wish because he's fighting Louis Smoker. Ho, ho. I mean, you gotta say O'Malley's probably the favourite for that one. But, yo, it's a good fight. It's a good fight, people. But that is it. We are done. We will be back on Wednesday, people, because ooh, 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 we have another solid card to look forward to, people. Another another solid card. Yo, it is Rodriguez v. Waterstone. So, people, until Wednesday, peace. Jigga, jigga, y'all. What? No, I can't take your demo. I don't got no pocket.